Hello, and welcome to CCSI's Got Tech podcast series, number 11, titled, Don't Box Me In. Hello, everybody, and my name is Larry Biancali. I'm the host of CCSI's podcasts, and as we just heard the music, I'd like to give a quick shout out to John Bavona for uh, providing those very interesting background tracks. So well done, John. Well, well done, Maestro. So with me today, we have our cloud maestro, speaking of music, Joseph Goldberg. Hello, Joe. How are you this fine afternoon? Oh, just doing great, Joe. So here we are. We find ourselves uh, in the beginning of October already, right? Uh, summer has come, summer has gone, and this is our actually our first podcast since the summer. And we're going to have a little bit of fun with this one. So as the title implies, Don't Box Me In is going to set us up nicely to really start talking uh, over the next 10 to 15 minutes about cloud, right? Because everybody who listens to our our cloud podcast uh, series likes to hear from Joe and, and Joe's wisdom around that. But we're going to dive into containers. So the hint on on that is don't box me in, right? So we're gonna talk about containers today. And containers is uh, is a topic that I find a lot of confusion with when we talk to customers and we talk to uh, folks uh, who are thinking about it. They just, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of confusion. So hopefully today's podcast will help peel that back a little bit for the listener and make the listener understand, uh, you know, what a container is, you know, how it differs from some of the other options that they have, and and maybe how they can apply it to some of their uh, their use cases and needs, right? So, so with that said, let's dive right in at this point. So, Joe, as we said, containers. So, enlighten me, uh, which is very hard to do these days, but uh, help me to understand what. How would you define in eighty words or less what is a container? Wow, uh, 80 words, that's a challenge. <laughs> but a container is a lightweight, uh, standalone package of software. It basically includes everything you need to run an application. It's the code of the application, the runtime environment, all the system tools, all the system libraries, and all the settings needed to run the application. You can run a container in both Linux and Windows. And uh, containerized software will run the same no matter where you run it. So if I have a container and I run that container on a Linux machine, it will run exactly the same as if I ran that container, the same container on a Windows machine. Um, Containers are, are great because they isolate the software from its environment and ensure that everything works uniformly. So all the issues that you have with uh, settings and setups on a computer um, no longer really matter. A developer can create an environment that he knows works within a container and he can ship with that, knowing that it will work no matter where it is. Interesting, so um, that was a lot and then you probably went over the 80, <laughs> the 80 word mark there, but we didn't hear the buzzer go off, so you're close. <laughs> Um, you know, so, so you know, it, it, it all makes sense, but for the neophyte, Joe, for the person who is listening to, to this mainly from an educational standpoint, what's the big payoff using a container? Um, a, a container uh, really gives you the, the flexibility to create a runtime environment that, that you're sure will operate everywhere. So you don't need to worry about, like, uh, if I create a Python application that uses Python 2.7 and I 
move it to a server that only has Python 3, I don't have to worry that it's not going to work. It's going to work fine. Or if I have a, an application that relies on a particular version of a library and I put it on a server that doesn't have that version, it doesn't matter because all that stuff is all within the container and it's all this self-contained thing and allows for a, a very rapid uh, integration cycle. Right. So when you think about it, right, you know, you peel it back and again, there's a lot of moving parts and right, you know, people always try to baseline measure things against the other things, right? So how does it differ from a VM? Uh, a a container is kind of like a, an abstraction of the application layer. And um, it, it, it's basically, it's the, just the pieces of the operating system that are required to run the application involved. So they tend to be really small, maybe uh, 10 megabytes, 20 megabytes, whatever. Whereas a virtual machine is really an abstraction of a physical, a physical hardware. So it's creating an entire server um, on a piece of physical hardware and you can create multiple virtual machines. Um, one of the big advantages of the small size of containers is that they boot up almost instantly. So it allows you to really get into that on-demand, I need the server right now, boom, I have a server right now, and then when I don't need it, all right, now it's gone, type thing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I understand. So um, big difference between the two there, right? Um, so that leads to the, the, uh, you know, the next question, right? Why use them? Um, really, the, they, they, they really speed up the development process. So if you're a, a software company and you're doing uh, continuous integration and continuous development, containers really make it so that you can speed that process up. You can work on your code, spin a container, do QA, push it out into production, and then boom, you're in production. And then for an end user, I don't need to worry about, do I have Red Hat? Do I have CentOS? Do I have Windows 2012? Do I have Windows 2016? I just pull down Docker, grab the container, and it will work. It, all that other stuff becomes a lot less important. Wow, it's like working with the wizard behind the uh, behind the curtain. Absolutely, huh? absolutely. It's good stuff, you know. So, so that's by itself is uh, is a pretty big uh, payoff, right? In terms of uh, why to use it. Are there other benefits? Uh, again, the, one of the big benefits that, that people see is that it, it, you can boot up a container almost instantaneously. So really, you can create on-demand services. So in an auto-scaling environment where you're scaling up and scaling back based on demand, you really don't have to plan far ahead. You can say, you know what, I at 100 users, I need to spin up another device. At 99 users, you spin up your next container and boom, you're off. You don't have to worry about waiting 10 minutes for a server to come up, check for all its drives, check its memory, check all that stuff and be up and running. A container's just boop, up. Wow. That's, That's a technical impressive. term, by the way. Boop? <laughs> boop. How do you spell that? <laughs> Is that two U's? I'm not quite sure. We'll, we'll leave that to our marketing team to figure that part out, right? Um, yeah, so it sounds great, and I think, you know, it's starting to take shape, right? You know, the, the, uh, the smoke is, uh, a little, uh, is a little less than how it was when we first started the discussion, right? But, you know, as, as, as we've learned, and I think as my mother has said over the years, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, you know, what's the challenge or what's the downside here, right? So obviously, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, what it is and some of the benefits and, you know, instant on and not having to worry and being able to look at your boss and tell your boss, 
there's no doubt in my mind that this thing is going to go you know live because that's just the way it works it's going to go live immediately there has to be challenges right so you know let's talk about the challenges here a little bit um you know just in general right you know when we can probably take a swag at when we talk about something like this now how do people who are starting to leverage it, how do they monitor and what are the challenges around monitoring? Monitoring is probably the biggest challenge around a uh, containerized environment because you have two sets of metrics you need to now worry about. You need to worry about the host operating system itself. Does it have enough resources to support all the containers that are running on it? And then you have to look at the exact same monitoring statistics within each container and make sure each container has been granted enough resources to actually run. And to make matters more difficult, you now have containers that may exist for only a matter of minutes. So you need an auto-discovery mechanism, which is going to auto-discover, figure out a new container has been spun up. I need to monitor that, start grabbing statistics on it. And then when it's down, it needs to say, this container was intentionally destroyed. I'm not going to send an alert that this is down, because otherwise you'll spend your entire life getting alarms that containers are down. So you, you need to have that whole um, mechanism in place. And it, it really can be a challenge, but the, there are solutions out there that can really help give you that kind of visibility and be able to allow you to go back in time and say, you know, from 12 to two yesterday, I had a thousand containers running. Today, I only have 300. When I was at a thousand, they were all running at, you know, 50% utilization. Now with 300, they're all running at, you know, 90% utilization. And it will help you with your scaling and help you with uh, some people even have compliance requirements around that. So you mentioned that there are some solutions that are out there. What, what solutions, you know, come to come to mind? Well, CCSI happens to have a really good visibility as a service solution, which can look into uh, Docker and uh, Kubernetes environments and be able to pull out the statistics of both the host machine and the containers, and it does auto-discovery, and it will also store the statistics for containers even after they're destroyed. So it looks at a container and says this container was created. It will start monitoring it. If the container starts going into a restart loop, it will alert on that. If the container crashes or ends up in an abnormal state, it will alert on it. But if Kubernetes, for example, says it's time for this container to go away, it won't alert on it. It can tell the difference between those different cycles of a container. So here we are in October, right? And that sounds like a real treat. As opposed to being a trick. Absolutely. Right? So CCSI is one of the tools, has one of the tools, uh, what do they call that? Um, the, the, the visibility as a service? Oh, we're, we're using on the back end, we're using a, a, a tool um, that can... Okay. Is that what, the, if, if our listeners went to our website, they where would they go to see we'll get more information on that? Oh, on our visibility as a service uh, solution tab gotcha they can get and um, they can also get demonstrations free demos and we do POCs as well so if you actually want to see it operate within your environment we're more than happy to do that for you fantastic so you know here we are we uh, we have a um, cybersecurity practice manager that is always asking you know questions right so you know monitoring is a challenge right so if our cybersecurity practice manager was here, I'm sure he would throw out the security challenge uh, with with uh, containers. So can you describe what some of the security challenges are? Well, I mean, obviously, if you run the containers in the cloud, there are no challenges. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> but... Uh, Clara Nirvana. <laughs> right. 
There are containers definitely add a significant level of complexity to the environment. I mean, if for that ease of use, you definitely are going to pay a price on uh, somewhere, and security is one of those places. With the increased complexity, um, there's a lack of isolation. So if the host machine that they're running on gets compromised, all of the containers could in theory get compromised. They just run in user space. So you need to make sure to protect that host machine. And each of the containers could be running bits and fragments of other operating systems, whether it's Canonicals, Linux, or Red Hat, or whoever it is. And you need to make sure that those pieces are not um, subject to any potential uh, vulnerabilities. So it definitely is a challenge, but there are definitely tools out there, and CCSI is more than happy to both do um, an assessment to see what your risk level is, and to also help you secure the environment that you have. Oh, that's fantastic, Joe. So, um, you know, it's we've covered a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. I think let's stop there for for uh, for this session. I think um, our listener has has some good information uh, and some hopefully timely information for their uh, their projects as they they gear up for the remainder of the year. So, um, you know, we'll wait to hear back from our uh, listening base to hear what other topics or maybe um, go deeper on this top this subject for the next uh, podcast but um, I'd like to thank you Joe for sharing your uh, your expertise as always and um, you know your your good humor here uh, <laughs> as we uh, as we uh, talk about don't box me in in this latest podcast so uh, for the folks who are listening again CCSI we're a full service uh, integration firm managed services provider uh, we do uh, a lot of work. We offer many services around uh, things like cloud, like security services, uh, as well as um, data center and uh, IP security. So check us out on www.ccsinet.com to see all of our uh, latest offerings. And uh, please sign up if you haven't already signed up for our newsletter. There's a lot of good informative information that... Uh, is better than the other ones you're probably looking at because we try to make it so that it's not just a marketing uh, newsletter, but in fact, it's informative for everybody and everybody can at least pull something out of it. So with that, I'd like to leave off and turn you folks back to listening to some more of John Bavona's music. And this is Larry Biancully signing off until our next podcast. Thanks and have a great day.